Blog Talk Radio.
anybody and just pour salt in that wound because, see, we have to all remember we wasn't always saved. And when we wasn't saved, there were certain things we didn't want to hear, participate in, or be included in because of the choices we were making because we wasn't saved. But when we got saved, you know, I'm gonna go, let me go back a little bit. When we wouldn't say we was like the other different fingers in the hand. But when you became saved, you became like that ring finger. You be, you were able to take a little more, you know. That ring finger, you could use it, like I said, to put your eye makeup on without closing the eye. But if you use any other thing and pull your eye to the side, it don't just close the eye, but it breaks the vessel under the eye. You, you, y'all know what I'm talking about, little lady. But anyway... Let's stop right there because the music has stopped and Blog Talk and Facebook have joined together as one unit. Like I was saying, we are all one in, uh, in the body of Christ, but we're different units that does different things. So let's stop and pray, okay? Father God, we come to you right now. Thanks for the opportunity to give you praise, honor, and glory, to be able to come before you and lay at your feet every burden, every problem, every issue that we have, we come before you, God, because we know that you are the only one and true living God. You are the God of salvation. You are the God of restoring. You are the God of redemption. You are the God of refreshing. You are the God of our lives. We thank you, God, for your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. We thank you, God. We ask you to forgive us of every sin, God, omission, commission, Every sin, even the ones that we didn't even know we were sinning. But, God, just the fact we committed it and we came and we're coming before you asking you for forgiveness. And we give you the glory, the honor, the praise all the days of our life saying thank you, thank you, thank you. God, give the people ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mind to meditate what is being said on tonight. Amen, amen. Okay, now, you know, I told you all December my new year resolution was to be to pray more, to get to know God more, to have a better relationship with our Lord, to get in the Word more. So with that being said, and I prayed and I asked God that, and on New Year's I said it again, God, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm not going to put that out there. I'm going to exercise more. But, God, what I am trying to lose is that old me. I'll get to the word a little later. I can't read it right now because i got so much to do. I'll get to it. And you know, job know us. Something always comes up that persuades us or convinces us or makes us forget that we said we was going to read the word of something came up of, Cut our praise and our time and our prayer life short with God where we got distracted and we was not able to give it 100%. We will forget. Mm-hmm. When it came to us desiring to spend more time with God, something we call important came up and we forgot or we didn't do it. So we want to say that. Mm-hmm. We want to put that out there. But what I did was say, God, no more old. I want, I need, and I'm asking for something new. Mm-hmm. That was my request. Because, God, when I said yes, I wanted my yes to mean something to you, God. Not just to me, but to you, God. So I ask God to not only take my yes, but sanctify. Y'all hear me? I ask God to sanctify my yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I ask God. So with that happening, I said, God, I want and I need to spend more time with you. I want and I need to get in your word more. I want and I need to understand your word and how to apply it to my life 
And whenever I'm ministering like this on Facebook and blog talk and to other people, God, I want your word to mean something. I don't want to just say something because it sounds good or it was a good idea, but, God, I want your word to have root, to have stability, to have strength, to have life, to have something in it. But, God, I need your word in me so that when I release it, it will be received because it's your word. And the way you have me to present your word is very important to whoever is listening to it live or replay. God, I want to be guided by your word. So I found myself in a place of, as some people would say, insomnia, where I would sit up late at night. I'm sitting up late at night and early hours, and I started noticing that when I would do that, my eyes would always catch the Bible. You know, I would look over in the corner or somewhere and there go my words. There go the sword. There go my ammunition. There go my power. There go my life. There go the word of God. So I started picking it up because then I heard God say, no more excuses. You ain't got to get up and go to work. You ain't going to be late. You ain't going to be tired. So get in his word because you, how many of you all remember or know that his word says, those that seek him early shall find him. Mm. See, when I found myself up in the wee hours of the morning, not just praying or sitting up looking at TV, I found myself desiring to not just talk with God, but to hear from God to not just hear from God, but to feel and know that God is talking with me, listening to me, revealing to me. I started reading his word. So I started reading his word, and as I would read, I would say, oh, I remember this. I heard this preached on, and I heard this talked on. I heard this talked on. I heard this before. Oh, I remember this. I said it. Hmm. Or it was said to me. And I began to read it and I said, Lord, mm, God, what are you revealing to me? What are you saying to me? And I re- I started reading this week and uh, just yesterday night I started and I went on. I started around 11 30 something, maybe 12, and I found myself going over. But I kept coming back. I kept coming back. And uh, I said, God, what is this you're having me read? And God started having me look at what I was reading. I was reading 1 Timothy. It says, The Walk of a Good Minister, Jesus Christ. That's what the headline of chapter 4 said. And I read that and I started reading chapter 5. It says, the work of a good minister of Jesus Christ. Now, the first chapter 4 said, the walk of a good minister of Jesus Christ. Chapter 5 says, the work of a good minister of Jesus Christ. But over here on the third verse, chapter, it says the qualifications of elders and deacons, but I was looking into the part that said the minister, the walk, the work, and as I was reading that, I went on over in the sixth chapter, and it talks about work of a good minister of Jesus Christ continue. Uh-huh. See, I'm saying that to say this. When I was reading and the fifth verse. I was reading along, and it says, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger man as a brother. Verse 2 says, The elder woman as a mother, the younger as a sister, 
with all purity. Honor widows that are widow indeed. And it talks about if the widow has a child, and it went on and on and on. And I got down to the uh, 13th verse, and it says, And with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but talent. Mm. Also in busybodies, speaking which they think they ought to not. Mm. I said, okay, Lord, what, what are you saying? So a lot of times I remembered things that were said, and I figured because it was said from the man and woman of God, or man or woman of God, I put it like this, the man of God or woman of God said it, it was so. But I had to learn how to go back and not just read it, but ask God for the understanding of what I was reading because I didn't want to be a tattler. I'm telling what I heard. I'm not telling what I learned. So I'm moving around a little bit. And it says to be busybody speaking things which they ought to not. See, everything that you speak ought to not be spoken of. For example, um, I remember, hey, Cynthia, thank you for joining in, my beautiful niece. I remember hearing people say, uh, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray. But I remember hearing that don't be quick to lay hands on everyone. So the deal is I didn't understand it to an extent. I was mixing two things together. See, I was repeating something that was part of speaking things that I ought to not speak. Well, I would say, oh, don't be quick to lay hands on nobody. A girl, you should lay hands. A man, lay hands. See, first of all, as I was reading, I asked God to give me an understanding of what I was reading. Because in the uh, fifth verse of First Timothy, it says in the 22nd verse, I'm sorry, fifth chapter of Second Timothy, First Timothy says to lay hands. It talks about that. So let me go back to make sure I don't have you confused. We're in the fifth chapter of First Timothy, the 22nd verse. It said, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partakers of men." Then keep thyself pure. See, it says to lay hands not so quickly. Don't be so quickly to lay your hands on somebody because as me and my apostle was talking, you know, we, we talk about transferring spirits. Everybody that lays hands on you and your children, first you should be prayed up. See, a lot of times we don't think about that. We should be prayed up and ask God about people laying hands on them or you laying hands on people. Spirits transfer. See, sometimes it's not so much you have a spirit transfer on you Think about it the other way. What if you got a spirit that transfers on someone else? Mm-hmm. Think about that. See, what if my apostle is always laughing about with me? Some people, they lie like they take a vitamin. This is me saying that part. She just say they lie to lie. Some people lie so much. You laying hands on them for them to be delivered from smoking, drinking, or heartbreak. <laughs> but that spirit of lying that they have can be so powerful, it jumps on you. Mm-hmm. See, you got to be quick to know you are not supposed to be quick to lay hands on nobody. But keep on reading and go over into the chapter 6. Of First Timothy, where is that? Where is that? Let's go on over to the uh, what is that? Where it says the tenth verse says, "For the love of money is the root of all evil, which will some cover after 
they have erred from the faith themselves throughout many sorrows. I'm using that as, see, people will lay hands on you quick to get money or offering or something like that, whatever it is, or they could be praying for you because they're looking for something, whether it's money or a coat or whatever it is. They, they could lay hands on you or I'm just, this is just me using this as an example. But we do know money is the a root of all evil. Stay with me. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere, okay? When you keep looking and looking and looking and you are quick to trust in man and not God because you should have a relationship with God to say, why am I so quick to always want to go up and get a word or want to go up and get a prophecy, want to go up and have somebody lay hands on me to cast out? Have you thought about getting a relationship with God and the prayers you pray for others believe and believe you can lay hands on yourself and say, come out. You healed. You delivered. I pray that my faith fail me not. You can lay hands on yourself and say, God, I pray that this heart learns how to love like you love. Have you thought that your gift works within you, not just through you, but within you? If you want to lay hands on somebody, lay hands on yourself. Pray for yourself. The 12th verse of the 6th chapter says, fight a good fight of faith. Lay hands on eternal life. Unto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. If you lay hands quickly on yourself, and you're asking God for healing or deliverance, and people know what you've been going through, if nobody else believes your testimony, you should. I hope you understand what I mean by that. You should first believe your testimony. If you say, God, I know you can heal me, but even if you don't, I still believe you. My faith still works in you that you could. Be quick to be your first witness. I know that God can heal. I know. I've prayed for myself many a time. A lot of times because nobody else was there. I couldn't get to nobody. I wasn't in a position. I wasn't in a place. I didn't have a phone. I would. I couldn't get to nobody. Or if I did have a phone, I couldn't get to it. I needed to pray and ask God to help me, deliver me, heal me, send me help, Lord. I need help. If you can't pray for yourself, if you can't pray your way through, why do you believe so hard that your prayer is reaching God concerning others? I, you know, we all know we. I pray, I pray some down to get some money. But what about when it ain't money you need? You need a breakthrough family member, uh, spouse, neighborhood, neighbor, job, to get a job, keep a job, be wise about your job, pay some bills, have favor with your bill collector. What about that? See, don't just put money on everything. The word says money is the root of all evil. If everything revolves around God, what do you let God revolve around in your life that does not uh, consider I need money? We know money is the root of all evil. We know the world is ran because of my money. But what happens when you don't have it? If God made the raven bring the man of God food and 
God brought manna for the people when they left uh, Egypt. What happens when you need God to do something for you? If you can't pray, if you can't talk with God concerning the things you need, if you always got to look to somebody else to lay hands on you, there's a problem. This means because what if God don't give that person nothing to say? See, a lot of times people be prophesying to you, people listen, but God, what are you going to say God told them? Or what she going to say God told her to say? What if God told that man and woman of God, don't say nothing? Or what if God told that man and woman of God, well, I have for you to tell them, I don't want nobody else to hear because it's personal. I'm going to give you a good example. One time we had this big time apostle, his name Apostle Graham. I love Apostle Graham. He is so forward with the word of God. He he's from the streets. He he's from Chicago. He's in Atlanta now. I love Apostle Graham. I love him. Because he comes from the word of God. He's a true man of God, him and his wife. And he was a um called us up for to uh have hands laid on. But I wanna stop right there because I want to go to something real quick. Because I know you probably said, but you just said don't lay hands quick on nobody. I said, don't you lay hands. Because, see, over here in the first chapter of Second Timothy, God says in the uh, fifth verse, let's go all the way down there. He said, when I call to remember the uh, unfrigent, I can't say that word, forgive me, faith that is in thee, which dwell first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that it is in thee also. Now, let's see what the uh, sixth verse says in the seventh. He said, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in you, the, uh, which is in thee, I'm sorry, by the putting of my hand. See, I, I said, see, over there, over in the fifth chapter, it said, Don't you be quick to lay hands. Over here say that of laying the hands of him, the man of God. The man of God. Not of you, but the man of God. He said, the seventh verse says, For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. See, when you know this man of God or woman of God is going to lay hands on you, because, see, you've already prayed, you should have already been prayed up, and God has released in you if it's okay, if, if you should. You're not going up there because you really, 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 really want to hear something from God. Because if you do, let me tell you what God will do for you. Because God did it to me. I went up here because I wanted to see what this man of God had to say, what God had to say. And when he prophesied and ministered to everybody, when he got to me out of all them people up there, he said, stay right there, because what, what God has to say to you is personal. He didn't even speak into the mic what God had for him to say, because what God had for him to say, y'all, when I tell you it was personal, it was personal. When I tell you you're going to stop playing with God, you're going to stop playing with him and his gifts, because, see, over here when it said don't be quick to lay hands on nobody, what I didn't get, I got now. What I didn't get, I'm remembering now. He said, wherefore I put thee and remember that thou stirred up the gift of God. See, when God stirs up your gift, you're going to stop playing. You ain't no more going to do what you heard somebody else say. You ain't never no more going to do what you saw somebody else do because you're going to go in God's word. You know, I hope I ain't getting nobody confused, but if I did, 
pray and ask God to reveal the message to you tonight. Y'all, get this in your spirit. If you know you're going to a service and you know they're going to lay hands, pray before you go. Pray while you're going. Pray when you get there. Listen to God to tell you if you need to stay where you're at because what God has for you, he has for you, especially if you're walking truly after God's spirit and God's heart. See, everybody that says, Lord, 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 is not talking about Jesus Christ. Everybody that says, I believe and I serve God. I, I You know, me and my sister laughed about it a lot when they say, you know, the man of staff. Who upstairs? The milkman? Who upstairs? See, I stay in a, a single family home of, of raised rent. I don't have no upstairs. So I don't say the man of staff. The man I serve is the spirit, the, the spirit of God. We call him our father. So the father, God, that I serve is up in heaven. He's not upstairs. My, the stairs. If I had stairs in this building, they wouldn't be big enough for him to travel up and down. He's a God of everywhere, everything, everybody. So when I hear people say stuff like that, well, I was talking to the man upstairs, you know, and everybody is saying, I thank God for my gifts. What God? Father God, Jehovah Jireh, Father God. Who are you talking about? What are you talking about? When somebody lays hands on you and you feel different and you feel a certain way, I remember Apostle Sarah Thomas once preached on somebody lay hands on you and something to get on you, it'll take you a lifetime to get off, if ever. You may not even identify something that latched on to you. You may not even identify that it was something you probably used to do, but now it's back and it's worse than before because when it came back, it came back with seven wisdom. You laying hands on somebody because something gives a hold to you. You know, they have something when you do your laundry, it's called shout. It gets the stain out. You spray the shout on there and it gets the stain out. You can use that oxy, and it helps get the stain and the odor out. But some things can you get on you, you can't get out. And if you haven't tried the Spirit by the Spirit, you haven't tried God 100%. You haven't tried to get to know him and get his word. And even though you, I read this last night and this morning, I'm still waiting for God to even reveal it to me even the more. Because, see, a lot of times we don't want to share the truth. Um, it was a time that I was hit before God when I got before God. I'm standing like that so you could hear me. I would get before God when I got before God. But you know what? Let it be something you or I really, really want. Did that thing not get prioritized? Did that situation that did not get important, very important, important? Because, see, I needed God now. I needed a revelation now. I needed a result now. Did that thing not get in a place where we say, God, I need to hear from you, God. As soon as you can, God, could you please, could you please? But if you already have a relationship with God, if you already have time in with God, you know that when you pray, let it be. You know that when you pray, you don't have to just sit there, stand there, stay there. 
God, I'm not going to let go till you bless me. No, that ain't your testimony. At least I know it wasn't mine. I couldn't stay there. I had to get about God's business. I had to keep moving. I had to remember what God told Solomon. You take care of my house, I'll take care of yours. <clears throat> that when different ministers in our ministry of arsenal, I'll put it like that, because we have an arsenal of ministers that ministers the word, apostles, prophets, ministers, uh, leaders, evangelists. We have apostles. That ain't scared to say. Is that what the word said? Is that what God said? We have prophets to talk to you and tell you what thus said the Lord. And uh, if you don't stop playing, mm -hmm. we have teachers. But if you don't set up a relationship with God for yourself, you won't know that. You can also learn by reading the word, and God will send you confirmation. So as I'm learning, I'm trying to share with others that are learning or that um, have a question to say, well, what about this? If you type it in on Facebook or say it on blog talk, I could say, you know what, that's something I could ask God about because I'm yet learning. I don't know everything. I, I'm i not claiming to know everything. But one thing I do know is I want to know God even the more. I don't care how old you get, how white your hair turns, how uh, smart you think you are, book smart or whatever. There is a spiritual realm you need to be in order to have a relationship with God because he said he takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So if you could find money in a fish's mouth or money in a donkey's mouth or you could find something over here, you'd be like, I never would have thought to look there. You all, you know how sometimes we're looking for something like paperwork and we could be looking for it so bad and if we just calm down and just think and just say, God, forgive me, I should have addressed you first. You look down and it's been in your hand all the time. Or you say, I was looking for my glasses, and they was either on your face already or on your forehead. Because we are so busy trying to do it our way instead of saying, God, I need this. This is what I want. Lord, help me. And God will take you right to it. You know, uh, when I mean right to it, whatever time he reveal it, it's on time. When I look and see how... We pick and choose what we want to do. We pick and choose who we want to acknowledge. But why is it that when it comes to us acknowledging God, we don't always pick him first? We don't always say, God, stir up the gift in me that you put in me. Stir up the gift in me that put in my grandmother. Because see, one thing I do know, my grandmother was saved and sanctified. I didn't get to know my grandmother. She died when I was a baby. But from what I hear, everything my grandmother did, it was about the word. It was about the building of the kingdom of God. My grandmother's name was Molly Seabury, who, to my understanding, was a midwife. And I have met family members and different people in this world that said, your grandmother delivered all of my children. She was a midwife. Or your grandmother delivered me. That was my midwife. I remember them all saying that about her. It says, the gift was in my grandmother as well as my mother. What I remember about my mom was that when we got hurt, we knew before we said, I need a Band-Aid or I need this, we knew our mom. 
in our mind, she could stop bleeding like that. We knew that once we got to our mother, she knew what to do. My mom was not a college-educated woman, but that woman was smart. She knew numbers. She knew letters. She knew math. You know how they say you had to wake up early to pull one over her. She knew what we did before we did it. When we came to tell her something, she already knew. My grandmother, from my understanding, as well as my mother, was a seer. You know, a lot of people be like, oh, I didn't know. You didn't have to. That wasn't your mom. See, what, what I know is when it's a gift, other people know your gift. They knew how to come to you. My mom and my dad were labor workers. I'm just talking about a gift, when a gift is stirred up in you naturally, but spiritually it works for the betterment. When our family needed help, they knew who to come to. They knew who to ask. You know, even though people say things, but they knew. My mom was a great cook. Wasn't much she couldn't make. I remember as a, a kid how my mom would make us candy. We did not taste, uh, you know, they call it, we call it wine candy. They little bitty things now, but when we were big, little, they were big. My mom used to make wine candy. She used to make taffies. She, uh, I remember her bringing sugar canes in the house, and I remember her um, baking bread. She would mix dough together and stuff together. She would cover it up and put it in a dark corner in a room where the light couldn't get to it, nor the heat or a lot of air, and she said, let it rise. She would put it in there about this big, but by the time we got back, it was real big and big, you know, wide and and high. I remember just things, how my mom would sit in the kitchen and just cook and sing, and she would talk, and her spirit was so pleasant that when we came in the house, we knew not to come in the house making a lot of noise because it was the way the spirit was rotating through the house. We knew because the gifts in her were stirred up. We knew when we could come in the house, mom, mom, mom. Like I said, but we knew when we just needed to come in the house and just look around and, and wait, whether she was talking to somebody or not. But we knew the way for her to say, yeah, baby, what's going on with me? I don't remember a day me or any of my family members asked our mom or dad for money to go on school trips or whatever where they said, I don't have it. They may have said, I'll talk, let me talk to you about it later. But they always was able to make things happen because the gift that was stirred up in them through Jesus Christ because of what was going on. Our mom taught us not to let any and everybody touch us or speak to us or handle us. Back to, don't be quick to let lay hands on anyone. That's what I love about that verse it taught me. I can't speak for others. I can only speak for myself. It said, don't be quick to lay hands on anyone. But when I went over into the next chapter, it said, because of the stirring of the gifts, the laying of my hands, if you know a man or woman of God is a true man or woman of God. See, everybody ain't trying to get something out of you or from you or get you to do something. But if it's something that God has stirred up, God already been and gave you a plan of what to do and how to do it. So I'm just, like I said, I'm still learning. I thank God for him waking me up in the spirit realm that says, if you're going to sit up at this time, instead of just looking at TV or looking through your phone or playing on your phone, 
spend this time with me. I'm looking for that gift to be stirred up where God is taking me on another level of worship, of praise, of acknowledgement, of desire for him, for his word, for the spirit of God to dwell in me, for God to embrace me. I I hope you all got something out of what was said on tonight. I'm not quick to run and want to touch somebody because God ain't gave that ministry to everybody. And a lot of people is trying to grab a hold. Know your ministry. Know what you're operating in. Know where you're operating in. Before you tell on somebody else, if you're going to tell anything, tell on yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't be so quick to show people what somebody else needs to be delivered when you got enough mess going on in your life where you need to go before somebody say, you know what, God delivered me from this. I'm still waiting on God to deliver me from this where God will give me the strength and power in my mind to say I can overcome this because I'm stuck here. Not God, but I'm stuck here. And that's how you can learn how to lay hands on yourself. God, I'm stuck here. What is it about this thing? I'm stuck here. I'm not ashamed. I'm stuck in a place. I'm saying, God, Help me because I'm stuck here. I'm laying hands on myself because God is stirring up a gift in me to make me even realize I'm stuck here. So I'm going to end this right there, and I'm going to ask if anybody on blog talk has anything to share or say, please go ahead at this time. The lines are open if you're on Facebook. If you would like to type something in, please go ahead. The lines are open. So, thank you. Okay. Well, we'll just thank God for the opportunity of being able to share on tonight. Uh, We're just thankful that God has given us this time to share with you all that God has allowed me to just um, talk with you all about something that I'm asking him about, uh, revealing his word to me, uh, sharing his word with me. And uh, just going from there, I'm not trying to be so uh, perfect. I put it like this: I'm not trying to make you think I'm trying to be perfect because I'm not. I'm trying to be in a place where I'm asking God for um, direction. I'm asking God for. Uh, Because we have to get to that place where we say, Lord, I'm stuck in a place that I'm not looking for someone else to come to you for me. I'm coming to you. I'm not looking forward to uh, go put my hand on nobody to say, pray for me or let me pray for you. or what. I'm just asking God to help me. So with that being said, our foundational scripture for Smile 3 ER Shopping Iron is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I thank God for his word on tonight. I thank God for, let me pick this up, allowing us to share 
smile through ER shopping iron. I thank God for allowing us to be uh, transparent. I thank God for Friday night ministries through Smile 3 ER Shopping Iron, which is a worldwide web blog talk radio service, as well as Facebook Live. I thank God for the few that looked in on tonight, uh, for those that would see it in the um, replay. I thank God for that. I thank God for bringing um, us to a truth in Him. I just want to say, come back Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear from our very own Apostle-elect, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. Um, She will be bringing forth the message that God has put in her heart. I thank God for our Monday night service that's coming up this Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own, uh, how I said earlier, very own servant Reverend Lawrence Seabury, which will be bringing forth the word for the youth on Monday night, our young people, whether they're young teens, preteens, young adults, or just young people, young Christ. Please tune in to see what man of God to say. I thank God for Wednesday's service. Wednesday Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with me, your very own Minister Sylvia Kaiser. I'm looking for um, over to next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear what God has put forth for us here next Friday. I thank God for Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron, I possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, who is our overseer. I thank God for that. I thank God for what he's doing to Minister Margot's life, the healing of Minister Margot, the healing of Pastor Sarah Troy Thomas, the healing of possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser and every other minister that's on this line and this uh, group of Smile3E, Dr. Serena Wright and her family, um, Sagittarius, Tony Montgomery, Ronald Montgomery and their family, uh, Pastor Servant, Troy Thomas and his family, and Reverend Lawrence Seabury and his family. We are thanking God for that. We ask you to continue to pray for us and continue to pray for those that we know that are in need of prayer, that uh, have lost loved ones, uh, that have uh, buried their loved ones, that have gone on to do what the Lord has said for them to do because his word said, good and faithful. You follow the fight of faith. We thank God for that. If those of you that have lost a loved one, no matter what, keep God first. No matter what is going on, don't forget God. Don't put anybody in God's place. God is worthy. When I tell you words, he's worthy. So if you need a prayer line, you can uh, contact Pastor Linda Handy. She has a prayer line at 605-313-4818, 605-313-4818. Her access code is 647-147, 647-147. Sister Carmen has a prayer line, 605 605- Three one three four two eight four six one five three one three four two eight four. Her access code is five two eight two six seven five two eight two six seven. If you are looking to text in a prayer, 
request. You have Reverend Festus Johnson, Jr. He has a text prayer line at 331-244-0079-331-244-0079. I have a niece. Her name is Cynthia Dixon. She'd be ministering on Facebook about the goodness of the Lord. Please tune in and catch her ministry. Um, she has an awesome testimony. She can tell you how God has delivered, brought through, and continually delivering her. And I just thank God for what he's doing concerning my family because I placed my whole entire family, in-laws, bloodline, extended, married into, everybody's placed at the Holy Ghost arrest. From the youngest to the oldest, it's placed at the Holy Ghost arrest. And I thank God for what he has done, what he's going to do, continually doing. So if you haven't heard anything on tonight, don't forget our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So for blog talk and Facebook, thank you all tonight.